1: It's Monday on the Drew and Show. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. But it's not just any Monday. It's a glorious, victorious Monday. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. The Badgers beat Florida Atlantic. The Brewers swept the coast. Long towering shot for Travis Shaw, a home run. And the Packers won their season opener against Seattle. They may have into the end zone. Touchdown. Jordy Nelson, And it's the first day of the Drew Olsen Radio Network, with the show in both Madison and Milwaukee. It's just exciting. Tom Hondricorn of the Journal Sentinel joins the show at 1.30, and the end zone with Antonio Freeman debuts at 2. And now, he'd be certified organic if it wasn't for all that diet Mountain Dew. Here's Drew Olson. The ceiling is the roof. I just want you to know, Drew... I'm only doing this for you, buddy. Did he poop in his pants? Here in Wisconsin we do not suck. Are you a smart guy? I'm not drinking any f- below.
3: Boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. So glad it's on the show on the radio. This is cool. Drew Olsen's there. Andrew, you are not the
4: <laughs> Who's ready to take a ride? It's the Drew Olson show? Coming to you from the Star Satellite Studios, the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. Joined today and nearly every day by producer Armin Sarian. He's pushing the buttons. He's answering your phone calls at 414-799-1920. Good day, Armin.
5: Good day. Great Monday. This is like the, uh, this is like the sports weekend of my 12-year-old dreams, man. <laughs> really. It's
4: glorious, isn't it? What Everybody a, won. What a weekend. I mean, Brewers beating the Cubs Friday and Saturday. Badgers winning Saturday at Camp Randall on a blissful day. I was there for the game. We'll chat about that as we move forward. Uh, Brewers complete the sweep. Then you had uh, the Packers winning their opener 17-9 to at Lambeau Field yesterday. It doesn't get much better than this. It really, I mean, for a sports toad like you, Armin,
6: no,
4: you, you're
5: 12-year-old no. in your NFL sheets, you dream about this. Hey, you know you always talk about the fortress of solitude that I have. Yes, that's had, your apartment is the fortress of solitude. I had it working pretty well yesterday. I I want to hear what happened. I had the fresh, I had the fresh box of bomb pops. I had a you did bars. not really. I, I actually had some bomb pops. Okay, bomb pops are your thing, and uh, and I actually had a couple left over from the summer. And uh, I don't know, I was hunkered down watching the games. And it's always great to be the sea to beat the Seahawks if you're the Packers fan. If you're a Packers yes. fan, you're the Packers. It's always great to beat them because they're always a the perennial contender. And you know you have you know Pete Carroll the carnival barker out there. It was Jumping uh, around.
4: Yeah, it was an uneven performance. I think both right. the Badgers and Packers turned into performances that make you think there's room for improvement, but also reason for optimism, and that's where we are. Optimism on the Brewers' front as well. I want to know, one of the things that's tough about these early Saturdays and Sundays in the fall, we wait for football, we love football, we roll around in it, it's awesome, but for me... It's partially, it's part of the reason that I think I'll have trouble if I ever get to a point in my career where I can retire and go to Arizona.
5: Is that the spot, by the way, for you?
4: It's always been the spot, because I went there so many years with the Brewers yeah. in spring training. I love it there. I don't need a map when I get my rental car. I know where I'm going. And, <laughs> not to be crass, there's right. no chance of it being hit by a hurricane. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. I like Arizona. But when I do retire, whether it's Arizona or someplace else, if I go somewhere where the weather's warm it's going to be hard for me to watch sports during the day because I, I feel this Midwestern cheesehead need to be outside enjoying a great day. So yesterday what I did was I went for a long bike ride. And idiot that I am, I came to the office here. That's, I didn't know where else to go. So there's some nice paths between my house and uh, the iHeart Megaplex. It
5: is nice. We have the Oakleaf Trail right here. The
4: Oakleaf Trail is fantastic. So I rode about, it's about nine miles, I okay. think. So I rode All nine right. miles here, and I came, hung out at the office, cracked the computer open, looked at some stuff, and then went home, and then settled in and watched football. And it dawned on me, as I was settling in, and the first NFL games were just kind of winding down sure. there in the fourth quarter. And I asked myself, what are people watching? I know people are so geeked. Fantasy people are watching Red Zone, Red Zone, waited all year, Red Zone's back. A couple of my buddies on Twitter, they posted pictures of the countdown on the Red Zone channel until it went live at noon. It's, it's like a
5: birth it's, it's of a, a baby. disease. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an it's...
4: absolute disease. So I just wondered, are the Brewers playing a meaningful game against the Cubs going for a sweep? And it was close and competitive. I'm like, what are people watching? So I asked that on Twitter. You can tweet at us, at Drew Olson, MKE. You can also tweet, we have a new show Twitter account as of this weekend. Drew Olson Show on Twitter. We do. Check it out. Uh, That's mostly going to be Armin and Josh, but I'll weigh in there sometimes. Yes, yes. Folks folks are going to meet intern Josh as we move forward on the program. If you haven't met him yet, he's here mostly in the studio on Wednesdays. And we play a little game called Figure It Out, which is quite fun. So uh, you can also tweet, at Armin... At Armand and he uses the conventional Armenian spelling A-R-M-E N-S-A-R-Y-A-N to tweet at us. You can email the program. The arrow appraisals inbox is Drew at the big920.com. We might have to change that to the Drew Olson but logistics. This show is uh we're still getting the kinks out. We started the show on March 1st. Still getting the kinks out. It's a living, breathing
5: document, as they say. It
4: is. Today's our first show on an NFL Monday, and again, it's glorious as the Packers won 17-9. Uh, yesterday going to give out some game balls what we do on this show is we give out game balls and kicks to the balls Oh, i love it someone gets a game ball and if there's anyone that you'd like to give a kick to feel free the the takeaways from yesterday uh with the packers i think you have to be encouraged the defense looked great told john adias just uh, at the end of the rundown that yes the, the defense the guys were getting after it you saw gang tackling you saw swarming there was emotion that Oftentimes, with the Packers defense seems to be missing, but the pump the brakes caveat is Seattle's offensive line is horrible. So there was no Marshawn Lynch churning up eight, nine, ten yards a
5: carry, dragging guys. Eddie Lacy was sort of a non-factor. Eddie
4: Lacy was an absolute non-factor. He just there was no juice there, and. Russell Wilson was basically running for his life because Mike Daniels, who gets... We might as well just give one game ball and Mike Daniels... If we give one to anybody else, Mike Daniels will just take it anyway.
5: I've said this so many times, but last night... Last afternoon might have been his best game as a pro. Mike Daniels was a constant disruptor everywhere, forced the big turnover. The thing
4: is, I, I started to notice, and I got on the Mike Daniels train a year or two ago. He's and so I thought, good. He's so good. He's so consistent. Like, why isn't he a bigger star? Clay Matthews is in commercials for State Farm with Aaron Rodgers on Sunday afternoon. And Mike Daniels is a far more effective, better player. He's never been a pro bowler, which is a joke. Ha! How is he so underrated when he plays for one of the marquee franchises in the NFL?
5: Yeah, maybe it's the position not being as glamorous. He doesn't rec. He didn't rack He up the wrecks sec. plays. Oh, I he, agree with you. But he's
4: in on everything. He was throwing human beings at their. He was just throwing guys.
5: As it, you know, as as it happens, maybe now he'll become more of a star if he continues this this so,
4: trend. He gets the game ball for me. Yeah, he was awesome. Absolutely, I was also impressed. Uh, you know, he gets the main game ball. But I was also impressed by Morgan Burnett. Played a lot of inside linebacker, which is, you know, I think that's a role for him in this nitro package that the Packers are running. That's cool. I thought he did very well. I think um you've got, you had Kyle Murphy there as well. There's a guy that you got to kind of look at. When you heard that Brian Bulaga, Armin, were you a, Conscious on Saturday night when the word started to trickle out that Brian Bulaga wasn't going to play?
5: Uh, sort of. No, I was pretty conscious. I saw it on Twitter and then I was like, okay, that's a concern. But injury concerns, it, you know, guys out, that's something the Packers always deal with. So I said, how's Kyle Murphy going to do? And my yeah. head. Yeah, you it, throw
4: him in there and. You get nervous, you know. of
5: course. When, you, when, when you're stalwarts in the O line's out, you throw in Kyle Murphy and you just hold your breath. And, but I thought he
4: did pretty well. I thought so too. Yeah, I mean he gave up a sack, but he's you know, Michael Bennett is good. Cliff Averill is good. That that Sheldon Richardson has some Mike Daniels in him. He's really good too. So I thought he struggled early and then Murphy he settled in and I thought they would they did pretty well. So I would give him a part of a game ball as well. Um I also was impressed, believe it or not, by Justin Vogel, the punter. Had a pretty pretty good game like there was talk that he was wobbly. In training camp, and he was in the exhibition season. But he uh changed the field position a little bit, and he looks like he's going to be good.
5: I think uh, I think uh offensively for me, maybe you're about to mention this, Drew, so I'm sorry if you were, yeah. Randall Cobb, kind of the forgotten man in that group. He's next and, on my list. Yeah, it felt like he played with a chip on his shoulder yesterday. He, like is, he was ready to go yesterday. He was ready
4: to go. I didn't like the jaw-jacking penalty right. that that in was, the
5: first quarter. I'm I thought sure. that
4: was a little bit extraneous, and I'm sure Mike McCarthy had, a, had words for him there. But I just don't think um he... I think he's fired up to show people that he's not just a, for lack of a better phrase, a bill hall. He's not a guy who got yeah.
5: paid and then disappeared. Or old lunch meat that we don't need anymore type yeah. of thing. He's, he's old lunch meat. You know, you throw away old lunch meat if you don't need it. You get new lunch meat, you know? <laughs> What do you do with old lunch meat? You don't old take the lunch meat? I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking the turkey, I guess, ham, capicolas, and delicious lunch
4: meats. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're going on at noon and it's lunchtime. Armin's <laughs> time for his 12 oh, o'clock feeding Feeding, or something. but yeah, that must
5: be it. But I um, mean, the way the Packers have no, depth that, in the wide receiver core, that's I mean.
4: clearly a strength of their team. And he's tired of seeing everybody talk about how great Jordy Nelson is and the chemistry he has with Rodgers. And then when they go, when they talk about the Packers' receivers and then they mention Devontae Adams ahead of him, he's like, Hey, I still got something to say about right. this. So I get. That part about it, the chip on his shoulder. And he didn't have a great year last year. He started to come on towards the end, maybe. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he wasn't, he was missing an action for a lot of the time. So he should be playing with that edge. Martellus Bennett made his presence known. Speaking of bad penalties, the little shove. I thought that was, uh, it was instructive. Aaron Rodgers liked it. I think Martellus Bennett is going to be a big addition. The fact that they have him, Kendricks, and Rodgers now, that's, again, stretching the field, gives you flexibility. That's the kind of stuff. When we talk to Antonio Freeman, like today's show is only going to be a two-hour show. It's a a sprint. Because at 2 o'clock, you're going to hear the end zone with Antonio Freeman. And Free has been talking about the importance of the tight end in the Packers offense for two years. Almost nonstop. And Free will weigh in on that, and we'll get Free's thoughts. But we want yours. Give us your game balls. And if you have a kick in the balls to give out today, that would be appropriate. 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. Program it into your phone. Just put it under Drew Show and be ready to use that number to call us. Email. Does anybody email anymore? I guess everybody's buried in the Penske file on Monday. They might be buried in emails. But if you'd like to email the show, uh, our friends at Arrow Appraisals sponsor our inbox, Drew at TheBig920.com. And uh, you can hit us there. Arrow Appraisals WI is their uh, web address. Check them out for all your appraisal needs. And you can also, as we mentioned, you can tweet. We also have a Facebook page. Armin, this is another new development. We have a Facebook page now. The Drew Olson Show is our Facebook page, so we're getting uh, active on social media, and we want you to interact with us there as well. Give us your game ball. Who who gets your game ball? Mine goes to Mike Daniels, and we can give out some minor other ones. And then who would you like to kick in the jimmy, as we say, who would that be? Mike McCarthy clock management, Clay Matthews for not for showing up on a couple of plays but not consistently. Is there anybody else that you can think of that you would like to uh give a kick, a swift kick to? Probably not because the the, the Packers won the game. But if there is, maybe it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I know a lot of people still don't like the the, the oh, cut of that
5: jib. They'll say that forever, you know. I know. <laughs> right. So if
4: that so we'll open it up and uh moving forward we'll give you ours we have a segment that we do on Mondays here called The Hangover, and that is coming up next. We're going to kind of catch you up for everybody and just kind of help you shake off the cobwebs from the weekend, kind of catch you up on some of the main events that happen over the weekend. We're going to talk to Tom Hodricourt of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about the red-hot Milwaukee Brewers. Two games back playing Pittsburgh tonight at Miller Park. Tom Hodricourt joins the show at 1.30. And then again, we have the end zone at 2 o'clock. End zone with Antonio Freeman. Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver is just geeked to break down what happened yesterday as the Packers open their season with a glorious 17-9 victory over the Seahawks. NFC Championship pre- preview? The Packers might be there. Not so sure about Seattle. You're listening to The Drew Olsen Show, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Show, streaming worldwide on the free and fabulous iHeartRadio app. We encourage everybody out there to download it. Coming to you from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex, along with Armin and He's answering your phone calls at 414-799-1920. Give out game balls on Monday after a Packers game. Who gets it? Who gets a swift kick or maybe a gentle knee to the groin area as well? That's the flip side. 414-799-1920. You can also tweet at Drew Olson, M-K-E, at Drew Olson Show. Why not give our show email, or our show Twitter account? It's got that new account smell, uh, and you can get us on Facebook, The Drew Olson Show. So just basically search for me, and you'll find us. Um, because there's so much that happened over the weekend, on Mondays on The Drew Olson Show, we like to cure you of your weekend hangover. And Armin, if you'll hit the button, we'll do it.
1: Your mouth is dry. Your eyes are bloodshot. Your reflexes are slow. Oh, that
4: was one
3: crazy party. I am
1: hungover. It's time to get rid of that Monday hangover, and the Drew Olson Show is here to
3: help. I'm going to have a hangover because I want one.
1: <laughs> Here's a quick look back at some of the highlights from the past few days. We call it the cure for the weekend hangover.
4: All right, there was no Saturday Night Live for us to look at, but there was plenty to consume sports and otherwise over the weekend. That was, including beautiful weather here in the state of it Wisconsin. It was beautiful
5: out, man. Oh, we'll Talk
4: about that moving forward. Oof. Weather was the story, though, if you were watching TV at all. It was hard not to watch what was happening with Hurricane Irma down in Florida. And uh, one of the highlights of the weekend was that uh, Fox News found a gentleman uh, a man on the street interview as the the storm was bearing down or threatening to bear down yes he was in, in miami. miami yeah uh, they found this gentleman and people are calling him the smartest man in america which for a man on the street interview is pretty rare armin let's take a listen what do you
1: think about the storm the risk uh, to your own safety at this point i'm sorry i didn't hear your question what do you think about the storm the power the ferocity and the risk to your own
2: safety at this point well at this point i'm very relieved to discover that as we speak the eye of the storm is practically due south of us by 220 miles. Okay, yeah. because it's crossing the 80th meridian, which is uh, 80 degrees west longitude. So I'm not I'm not so worried because it's so far away, and its bearing as of 8 p.m. West westbound. 80. Well, not just westbound. It was 275 degrees. Corrects the guy. Two That's 275 only 115 above due west. <laughs> True north. Is he right? So. This thing is moving and has been moving in a very westerly direction and because it's several hundred miles south, the risks are less or less. I'm not worried. I don't think it's going to get much worse than what we're
4: seeing right here. Uh, thanks. I, you know, I gotta, uh, all right. So, how often <laughs> is it that you're in the middle of a, a major national disaster, right? A natural disaster, and you go find a guy, and he happens to be like a professor of climate science. <laughs> I someplace. Mean, this
5: is incredible. I mean, I wouldn't be worried was... either if I knew every longitudinal aspect of the meridian and the the what is. It? I mean, like, Look, who would even question him? Either. First of
4: all, yeah, it's a hurricane, so the the reporter didn't think he'd find somebody. So he's like, "Hey, there's people coming towards me," and he thought it was going to be like Gus from. Plover with right. his wife Margie, and they were going to say, "Oh, we just came to see the storm and see it blow the trees over." Yeah, exactly. And this guy ends up <laughs> being the smartest guy. That's not what you expect from live TV.
5: What was quite amazing there is he spoke with such not ferociousness, but such he- confidence. And oh, you, yeah. you just never question that. Of course, this guy must know what he's talking about. It was you know? hilarious. Like, it was... Sort of like when I go into the uh, auto repair, you know, in the garage, you know, go to the uh, repair place and like, I know nothing about hey, cars. Hey,
4: it's the Fetzer valve, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know? it's,
5: it's the Johnson rod. Sure, Come put it on. in. What am I going to say? you know Come on. That was excellent. That was right, great. That
4: was pretty cool. Now, uh yeah, the, the hurricane coverage, it was tough to watch. And they opened... Uh, like Sunday night football, all the all the football pregame shows open with coverage of the hurricane. Our thoughts are with people in Florida because that was a pretty wicked storm. All right, um, Friday night, Brewers against the Cubs. What was that noise? Was that a little? You know, I, I heard a little. What was that, Armin? That
5: was my email. I'm sorry about that. It's just, just a. Uh... Little email excellent. Okay. Absolutely excellent. Let's not have
4: that happen right. again. We're, tr- we're striving for excellence here. Don't do your best. Do my best. Okay, Ryan Braun hit his 300th homer against the Cubs on Friday night.
1: Quite a remarkable group of players that are in the 300-180 club. Ryan Braun is a home run short of joining this group. And Braun sends one way back into center field. Hap looks up. He's at the wall. It is gone. Ryan Braun on cue. Career home run number 300. And it's a two-run blast in the first inning to give the Brewers the early lead. How
4: about that? B.A. making the call. Brian Anderson, that's Fox Sports, uh, Wisconsin. B.A. makes the call. He set it up perfectly. And then he got, you know, just right on cue. Braun hits his 300th homer. Braun has been searching for that one for several weeks. If you looked at the Brewers' game notes that they hand out to the media every every week, uh, every day that they play, uh, he's been stuck on that number. So Braun hit the the home run to give the Brewers a lead. Things went bad on Friday night, though. Jimmy Nelson diving back into second base, hurt himself, had to leave. He pitched an inning with a bad shoulder, injured his right shoulder. We t- found out later on Saturday morning the bad news broke that it's a season-ending uh, labrum tear. Here's Craig Council addressing that
3: disappointing news. I mean, it really is. It's, um, you know, I feel, I feel terrible for Jimmy. Um, you
1: know, he works, he's worked so hard to kind of get himself into this spot and, um, it's, he's got
3: himself to this spot because of incredibly hard work. Um, and so when it gets, you know, taken from you on, on, uh, something that's bad luck, frankly, it's, it's tough to swallow.
4: Now, Nelson's injury sparked a debate. My longtime friend and partner from television, Dan Needles, thinks that the DH should be uh, in place in the National League. He thinks it's a joke that pitchers have to hit and run the bases and act like athletes. He thinks that uh, the world would be better served if there was the DH. Yes, Jimmy Nelson is the third Brewers pitcher this season to be injured in a batting, running-related capacity. Junior Guerra, remember early, his first start? Yep, yep. Opening day starter strained a calf right yeah chase anderson injured it's just and then jimmy nelson now uh to which i say forget about that i've I've, my theory on the dh i've held it for years is that uh you can have the dh in both leagues however it should be married the dh should be married to the starting pitcher you can have the designated hitter as long as your starting pitcher is in the game because that way and the dh when you're starting pitcher leaves will then be allowed to re-enter in another capacity if you so choose but the thing about that is you'd get the starters hit two or three times a game at most and relievers never hit but what i like is the national league game the chess match that you get do we you know change pitchers here do we pinch it you use more of your bench you get the whole team more involved it's a better test of your entire roster to have the national league style game but in the National League, once you get past the sixth inning, you never see pitchers bat.
5: Right, exactly. and it's, So
4: it's not a factor. So therefore, I want to see, you, you can have the offense early and protect the starters, and the relievers never bat anyway, so let's go ahead and do that. Now, if your starter gets blown out of the box in the first inning, you don't have a DH anymore. You should be penalized if your starter gets blown out of the box in the first inning. And you are, but there, that should be part of the penalty. And then maybe it's a consideration, not so much whether to hook a pitcher, but whether to leave him in. If you've got a, a DH who's ready to bat in the next inning, you want to get that extra out. So it, it adds to the, to the chess match. And that's my, my two cents. Yeah. On the the, the DH.
5: strategy is much more interesting. And I'm sad for the Brewers because they're my favorite team and it's unlucky to have all your pitchers get injured in this way, but it's just yeah, the way it is. It's unlucky. It is.
4: The Brewers, uh, were not daunted by that bad news, though. They went on to do great things both on Saturday and on Sunday.
1: All right, here's Travis Shaw. Walker still at first base, one down here in the sixth. Shaw right field. Hayward we're looking up and watching this one to the wall and off the board. And it's a home run. Long towering shot for Travis Shaw. A home run. Avila will pinch it now. Got him. Strike three. That's exactly what he did. And the Brewers win it over the Cubs 3-1 to one, and have there you swept go. the Cubs here at Wrigley Field.
4: Fox Sports Wisconsin friend of show Craig Kashan on the call. That Shaw home run, massive blast, held up by the wind, wall scraper. Barely got out, tough one to call for Craig. And then the uh, last out of the sweep that you heard. So the Brewers that went on to sweep. They overcame the Nelson injury. They go on to sweep the Cubs. They trail by two games in the NL Central. Tom hauder of the Journal Sentinel will join us. In about an hour to talk about that. So, uh, we we'll, well, is it for real? Are, are, have they put the paddles to it, Armin, after that disappointing series in Cincinnati? Are you back on board with Brewer Fever?
5: Paddles, yes, for sure. I mean, to, to get some life back, we said they had to sweep. They did it. The, you know, the, the frustrating part a little bit was that the Cardinals won all their games and so did the Rockies. So the Brewers really didn't make any ground up in the wild card race, but they're in the mix now for the division and the wild card. So, two back to go with what? 18? How many games are left? Did you mention? 19 games. 19 games? 19 there, it's games. definitely something to watch. And every game will be fun now. Relevant baseball in September. That's all we could have asked it's,
4: for. It's a bonus. And the fact that the Brewers have another series with the Cubs at Miller Park, I want that to have some meaning. I that want would be that amazing. Juice. And it's everything. We went into this this weekend saying that it was basically sweep or bust because the difference was they were either going to be, you know, you know, two behind or four behind. And it's like, that, that's a huge swing. That's
5: why Sunday's game was huge.
4: It means everything, absolutely. So the Brewers held on. Uh, the Badgers beat Florida Atlantic on Saturday at uh, Camp Randall. We're going to talk more in depth about that moving forward. I was at that game only for a little while. as part of a day that I spent in Madison. But the Packers obviously uh, dominated yesterday. And for the Monday hangover, we'll close it out with a couple of Packers highlights.
5: Jordy Nelson with the touchdown. That was the highlight, Armin. That was the, that was it. I guess. <laughs> Oops. Well, the rest was them explaining the flag and things like that. Computer glitch. Twelve okay. on the field. Twelve you know. on
4: the field. That was Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. But this using was what everyone was talking the free about. Play.
5: Martellus. Um, Martellus. I, I think solidifying his his green and goldness. Yeah. Perfect. Rodgers steps through. First down.
1: And now a flag on Martellus
5: Bennett. So that's, how he, that's the call. He gave him the shove. Yes, the that's right. Aaron. It was just really yes, cool.
4: Yes, It was not an illegal hit in any way. It was kind of a boneheaded penalty. I don't know if Martellus Bennett, if he, did he know that Rodgers had the first down? Could he tell? And that's a question for me. Could have been a really dumb penalty.
5: The question for me is: I'm cool with it. I love it as long as he knew the situation. If you can guarantee he won't be impetuous in the future like that.
4: He went on to catch the third down which, conversion which that ended up assaulting the game away. So monster play. I'm not entirely sure, but so I'll, I'll give Martell has been a, a partial game ball for that. That is the uh, the, the Monday hangover. We just try to recap a couple of the things that happened over the weekend for people that are just kind of coming to as they're shuffling the Penske file on this Monday. We'll talk more about the, uh, the Badgers game against Florida Atlantic and the Packers. Don't forget, we have uh, Antonio Freeman. The end zone with Antonio Freeman. Our season premiere is coming up at 2 o'clock. The Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver is stoked to uh, break down the game against Seattle. And we'll look ahead to the game against Atlanta coming up on Sunday night. And we've got Tom Hodricourt of the Journal Sentinel about an hour away to talk about the Brewers and their chances in the post-Jimmy Nelson era of what is becoming an exciting playoff race. You're listening to the Drew Olson Show worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Would you like to give a strip kick to the balls? 414 799 1920 is the phone number. You can uh, also tweet at us at Drew Olson, MKE, at Drew Olson Show, our brand new Twitter account for the show. And you can tweet at Armin if you feel like it. At got,
5: absolutely nothing else to do, Drew. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah at Arman conventional <laughs> Armenian spelling: A R M E N S A R Y A N. I occasionally Arman needs he needs a reason to pull his phone out because he is now he's run out of people to swipe on Tinder.
5: Oh, that is true. That did happen. What what notification did you get from Tinder over the weekend? It wasn't all winning. Let me tell you, I didn't win them all this weekend. Over the weekend, Tinder notified me that I'm out of people. Now this could be like a glitch in the I don't know the app or the way that. The uh, satellite, you know, the the location works on your phone and things like that. Um, And your radius, because I don't have a huge radius. You can set the radius, you know, with how many people. So I think like 30 miles. But apparently I've run out of people to swipe. So they notified me, and I didn't know what that meant like, or I don't know, because I got the notification today that I can now start swiping again.
4: What kind of, oh, I, I thought maybe you violated something. So that's what I'm thinking
5: now. Maybe I violated some sort of. Some
4: sort of restraining order.
5: Or too many, like they think I'm spam because I did too many at once. Uh, it's what kind of
4: filters do you have? What are the age limits on your, what are your parameters? Oh, are you Armenian only or are we open to uh, all ethnicities? They uh, don't have that feature ethnicities?
5: yet on, on Tinder or Bumble. I'm open to all ethnicities. Yes. They don't have that, they, uh, you can't specialize it yet. I'm still using the ones that told I'm not that bad on the Tinder profile. No, oh, we
4: we got to work on that. Yeah, yeah well, your, we, we, your, your Tinder profile is. I took
5: out the grammar stuff. I thought that was not going to work. I, I thought know. that
4: was your ticket. That's what Clay Travis told well, us. Yeah, that, but. The fact I guess that he was you know wrong. how to use your, your, and, you know, you, the fact that you know how sure. to use, you command the grammar. And there and there, you know the difference between those. That's how you impress the ladies, Armin.
5: I agree with you, but I, I didn't yield. Any easy, n- easy for me.
4: <laughs> easy for the married guy to give Tinder advice to you. But, uh, you so, might not be
5: wrong, totally. But, all right, so, so so I've got it right now as now. Don't I'm not. Don't call me creepy, okay? Because I'm 33 now. I, I got 26 to 34. 26 to is that 34? too young? Like they always say, half of your age plus seven. That's my ratio, my range of ages. Wait, half your age plus seven. That's not, that's what they say. Is you, what you should. That's that's just that's the. I think you got to open it
4: up. I think you got to open it up, man. You're a single successful guy. I'm not going to 19
5: though, like 18.
4: I was. I'm saying the other way, man. Oh, Older. Uh, Notch it up to like towards 40. Yeah, come on.
5: All right. You mean oh okay. Yes. Tune
4: in. Tune in all week for find our Armin a sugar mama, and that's our our mission in life is to find him. You know. A full-time night woman of some sorts on Tinder. We'll try to help with Bumble as well, Armin. As you bumble around on Tinder, I don't use Bumble as much, <laughs> but
5: I need to start once Tinder runs out of people you, for you me. You need to start, man. Oh my goodness! It's All pretty right. interesting, though. I'll say it's I I can't believe you finally. Experiment. Hey,
4: you, you can use Tinder again. Like, what did you? What did you do? All right, let's. So right, tweet at it. Armin and then give him a reason to use his phone besides striking out on Tinder. Um, I, that's a good thing. Now we just had. We had the the weekend hangover and I forgot we left off one of the big stories of the weekend was Ohio State losing to Oklahoma. Of course, yeah, huge Oklahoma one. Oklahoma with a big convincing victory. And then quarterback of the Sooners Baker Mayfield making national news by trying to plant a flag onto the Fake playing surface.
5: This reminded me of the old To uh, on the Star thing. Remember that? Yeah,
4: but you're trying to plant a flag, and dude, it's field turf. <laughs> it's turf. it's turf. What are you doing? That was the funniest part. It uh, makes me question the academic program at Oklahoma. But I, no, I wasn't was more symbolism. I wasn't necessarily that bothered by that gesture. It's not like if it might have been worse if if it was a Big Ten opponent or something. It might be more unseemly. But in a game like that, um, a little bit of history there. I. I wasn't that mad about it.
5: This is the take I had to a buddy of mine. I said, if you have a problem with this, then you have a problem with the Badgers chopping down the X in, uh, in Minnesota. That's true. What's the difference? He's, oh, well, because the Badgers chopping down the X was a, uh, you know, it was our own end zone. Each team does it. It's a tradition. That's fine. But okay. Then Oklahoma, they just, they pound the flag in the middle that they won the game. I don't know. The thing is, it's easy to say great because it's Ohio State. We don't like them. So that, that part's easy, but, is Ohio State going to remember right. that? I don't know when they're going to play them again, but they that, might remember it.
4: That's not even the most local or, to me, the most important controversy in college football this weekend. The most important controversy happened, uh, you know, there's no I and team, but media starts with me, M-E. That's true. I went with the family, uh, my wife and teenage daughter, to uh, the Badger game. We actually visited Madison on Saturday, made a bit of a day of it. We started with uh, Saturday on the square, kind of walked around the farmer's market, then walked to Camp Randall, and... Um, going to go to the game and then it was just an absolute chamber of commerce day
5: yeah nothing better than that
4: the, the backstory is i'm trying to convince my daughter that she needs to attend the university lucky land casino asking people what's the
2: weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting.
2: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...of Wisconsin, because I'm a proud University of
4: Wisconsin-Milwaukee graduate, and that helped me in my career... Being in the media in Milwaukee and everything. Armin, of course, went to Marquette. And I that's did. That's a fine institution as well. Oh, tomatoes plenty, being
5: thrown at me all over the there place. There are
4: plenty of great institutions of higher learning throughout our state, but I would like my daughter to, if she can find it in her heart, to attend Local. the University of Wisconsin and be a badger. And she's been resisting. I, I think I've maybe convincing her it's on her list of like safety schools. She has out of state ambitions, but we have such a great university right in Madison. I'd like her to go there. So, took the family, we went. We did walked around Saturday in the square. Walked, you know, down state. Walked all the way to Camp Randall from the near the Capitol. Went to the game and we about to enter when we were um, delayed because of a new security policy. And it's not really new; it was announced in like July. They they have a clear bag rule at Camp Randall now. Uh, you're allowed one small clutch purse, and they have it's almost like the overhead bin things that everybody ignores when you get on a plane. Or one large clear bag or a gallon clear Ziploc storage bag. My wife was carrying well, and I didn't even really notice because I don't really pay attention to my wife's purse. But she was carrying like a huge leather purse. It didn't seem to have a lot of stuff in it, but it was a big purse. So we got stopped by security at the gate and we were milling around outside and we were told like, you know, they they said you couldn't get in at first. And then she's like, well, we're two miles from the car. Um, you know, we can't we don't have anywhere to store her purse. Um, what can we do? And the guy said, well, we'll let you in this time, but we have to search the bag and then we have to put a tag on it. And it's like, okay, that's a reasonable accommodation. There were people outside at this gate also, uh, several couples, young couples with babies and diaper bags who were in the same situation. So, cause you know, those aren't clear and they were too big because they, by necessity they had to be. And I understand this is all about security and it's kind of a new policy and everything like that. So uh, their only exception in this rule now, the, the guy was nice and professional. What out of, What's the name? It's like, it's an initial, the security service used to be Permar, but it's been, now it's changed to okay. CS something. Somebody, somebody can tell us, but uh, so we got, we got hung up there and the holdup was that they would, uh, they couldn't inspect the bag because they didn't have the little tags, the kind of, they look like the little wristbands that you get at a church festival or something. They didn't have little tags to wrap on the bag. And they said, as soon as we get these tags... You guys will search the bag and you can go in. Okay. And we waited there for 15, 20 minutes talking. And then I started to get a little antsy. I'm like, I'm missing the game. I want to watch the game. I could hear the crowd and everything. I'm like, okay. So I went and asked the man, I'm like, okay, you're going to search the bag and you're going to, he said, well, you know, that bag's illegal. And I said, well, we're past that. We're to the point now where you're going to search the bag and give her a tag. Right. And he said, yeah. And I said, well, what purpose does the tag serve? And he said, it's to show that the bag was searched and then no one will hassle you once you're inside. I said, there's 80,000 people inside. I've never seen anyone hassled to see if they have a tag on their bag. Really? I see what you're saying. I I, I said, so the tag is the important thing? Like, to me, that seems like that's not as important as the search of the bag and the admonishment and the shame of waiting outside while other people are going in. And it seemed like a a silly thing. Like, and well, my supervisor went to get the tags. He'll be here anytime. So we waited, like, to to me it's as as, as as the tags as we waited and waited and finally it's like well yeah. screw this let's walk around the stadium to another gate we found another gate they had tags they told <laughs> us that the bag was illegal they tagged it and we walked in but it was like a 25 minute process of bureaucracy yeah and i get being a security guard and being the purse police would suck and i guess you know i didn't know about the security protocol i mean i don't carry a purse so it didn't even dawn on I me mean, i didn't have anything and uh the people with diaper bags and stuff so then we walked in, and as it happened to get to our seats, we had to walk back inside the stadium past the gate that we had been stalled at. And there were still the same people, the families, the young families with the babies, and they were waiting for the tags to show More up. More tons of fun, right? So I told them, hey, you know, go to like gate nine or whatever. They got tags and go ahead. And it was like, oh, man. So I saw people turned away. I saw some people had to go to their car and stuff. Dumb on our part, but I missed a good chunk of the game. So then what happened was. We got into the game and it was beautiful. Seats are great and badgers weren't playing well. It was in the middle of the game when there was kind of a malaise. The badgers weren't playing well at that point. And so um, we did, we made the executive decision because I wanted this to be more of a campus tour than a trip to a game. Sure, sure. That we would leave. So we left and then walked all the way up towards the union and everything, spent some time there and just, uh, just kind of through campus, a stroll through campus. Lovely, perfect day. And the only drawback was, bag gate and I'm wondering if anybody else has been stopped by that. I got to ask John Audius or anybody who's has a diaper bag, if this has happened. Because I don't know if anybody wants to carry a clear Ziploc diaper bag, but it was like being at the airport. And I did, you know, I, and I didn't know. I can't really be mad at my wife for carrying this huge dumb purse. I'm surprised she was, because it was such a warm day, and we were going to do a lot of walking. But she had a big purse. Nothing really in it, right? Mind you, <laughs>
5: that's how it goes. Probably it should have just
4: said, "Hey, just put the contents in my pocket and throw the person the garbage, and we'll walk in." It's uh, it almost got to that point. I, but
5: I remember when they first started scanning at Packer games and at Pro yeah. games, and it was an issue. Lines it are was longer, an issue,
4: yeah. And so, so now I know tough. that yeah. you can't be messing with the purse police at Badger games, and I know they got a job to do and everything. And it's, you know, I'm not asking for any special preferential treatment or anything like that, but it was like. And we, then, it's like, if you're going to do that, and you're going to let people in and make exceptions and search the bag and put a tag, half the tags, you know?
5: Like, well, yeah, they be prepared. And,
4: and if you don't, let's just make this exception for the uh, idiot radio guy that's standing at the, the gate with his wife and kid, and then the other, you know, the three young parents, you know, sets of young parents that are holding their diaper bags trying to keep their kids occupied, and... Let's just make it happen. Like,
5: make the call. Drew, isn't it tough enough for you to be amongst the unwashed masses going into the game? Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> I was scared. trying to
4: think of the last time I was at a, a Badgers game in the stands. I'm usually right. in the press in the box, press and that's box. usually yeah. how I roll. And I usually I don't have to deal with lines to get in because we, when you cover a game, you get there hours early and you stay hours late, and it's not the, it's not the normal experience. But uh, nobody did anything wrong, but it was sure. like, ugh. And it's on us, but we could have done something better. So I just... You know, I, I didn't want to make a scene or anything, but it was that was the only drawback of an otherwise absolutely perfect day.
5: It can be a nuisance in but Madison. I can't think of a a worse job than those guys, right? That's like probably the worst, most thankless job. because yeah. it'd be those guys checking through. But so, like you said, Chamber of Commerce Day. I if you if you're trying to put Madison's best foot forward for uh, fr- for Sprout, yeah. that was the day, right Friend there. Friend of
4: show, Margaret hits us on Twitter at Drew Olson MKE. Uh, the bag thing is a pain in the tush. The UW sent clear bags to all season ticket holders. So we should carry dollar bills around and hope that we
5: don't get mugged. Uh, yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's, that's like, the other thing. That's what
4: my wife said. Like, I'm going to carry a clear bag with all the contents of my purse. Like, why would I do that?
5: Plus, sometimes you don't want everyone to see what's in your purse. That's why they. Well, that's why they give away black uh, bags at the uh,
4: lesson. Yeah, exact store. Lesson learned. <laughs> Leave it to
5: arm. <laughs> isn't that? Well, I've never been. Well, isn't that's that what you do? hear. Except, hey. what
4: are all those black bags doing over on your desk? Where'd you get
5: those? Well, now the internet exists. But yeah. once upon a time, my buddies <laughs> used to go there.
4: So again, uh, nobody did anything wrong. It was just a—it's a fact of life. It's the times we and a lesson has been learned. Uh, so I, we won't let that happen again. I, so, I just won't let my wife
5: carry a purse anymore. So Drew, the uh, the question is: Did you help convince? Did she? You, did, you, did you sway the needle a little bit? She
4: did say after a wonderful day walking around campus, stopped at the union, and everything. She did say, "I could see myself going to school here." There you
5: go. That's all you need. All right.
4: So we're moving up the
5: ladder. Because it's moving na- up. It's natural. Somebody has big ambitions at that age, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand that. Yeah.
4: So I mean, there are other things that we'll address, but yeah, we're hoping that we can. Uh, I ho- hope I have a future Badger in my household. We'll see. Tom Hardicord's going to join the show to talk about the Brewers and their big weekend in Chicago. Antonio Freeman's going to be around at two o'clock for the end zone with Antonio Freeman. More Packers talk coming up. It's the Monday edition of the Drew Olson Show. It's streaming live. Worldwide on the free and fabulous
1: iHeartRadio app. It's Monday on the Drew and show. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. But it's not just any Monday, it's a glorious, victorious Monday. All I do is win, win, win no matter what. Got money on my mind. The Badgers beat Florida Atlantic. Throwers swept the cones. Long towering shot for Travis Shaw, a home run. The Packers won their season opener against Seattle. They may have into the end zone, touchdown, Jordy Nelson. And it's the first day of the Drew Olson Radio Network, with the show in both Madison and Milwaukee. It's just... Exciting. Tom Hodricord of the Journal Sentinel joins the show at 1 30, and the end zone with Antonio Freeman debuts at 2. And now, he'd be certified organic if it wasn't for all that diet Mountain Dew. Here's Drew Olson! The ceiling is the roof. I just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. Did he poop in his pants? Here in Wisconsin, we do not suck. Are you a smart guy? I'm not drinking any. F- Oh, wow. Boy, these pretzels
3: are making me thirsty. so glad I found the show on the radio. This is cool. Drew Olson's here. Andrew, you are not. the
4: <gasps> Let's get it on. The Drew Olsen show on the air, live from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. I'm Drew. Armin Sarian, the star of the... Uh, I guess I was going to say the Tinderverse, but actually, (laughs) maybe not
5: now. Oh, yeah.
4: The star of the opening montage. The guy who puts that opening montage together for you each and every day. If you have a funny clip you'd like to hear, uh, just reach out to Armin, because he can insert it.
5: Yeah, if you've got a great drop, I'd love to put it in there. i take all of it. Yeah, you are the Duke of drops, there's no question. You know, Armin Sarian at iHeartMedia.com. Traditional Armenian spelling. Yes.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
4: See website for details. Absolutely. Just send them along.
5: Send them along. It's. The Duke I hate of to dro- say. Oh, I love that. The Duke of Drops.
4: Sometimes uh, I hate to say it. Sometimes that opening m- montage is the highlight of the entire program. Not today. <laughs> However, <laughs> Tom Hodorikor is going to join the show at 1:30, and uh, we're, we're just today is like it's a sprint, not a marathon. That's for sure because the Drew Wilson Show gives way at 2 o'clock for this Monday and for the Mondays moving forward to the end zone with Antonio Freeman. The Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver is going to join us, and he is as fired up as can be. Oh, he's excited. To talk about the Packers' victory over the Seahawks, 17-9 at Lambeau Field. Not a great offensive showing by the Packers. The defense eclipsed the offense yesterday, I would say. They didn't give up a touchdown. The Packers scored two, one of which was gifted when Russell Wilson fumbled inside the five-yard line. So not a great day for the offense. The running game wasn't great. Aaron Rodgers was under pressure four sacks in the first half. They kept him clean in the second. But there's just plenty to tear into from this game, and we want you to help. 414-799-1920 is the phone number. And I guess, in a way... On the Monday edition of the Drew Olson Show, we like to give out game balls. Who are you giving a game ball to? And then, conversely, not everything's always rosy and sunny. Who would you like to give a swift kick in the balls? Or, you know, we mean that in a gentle way. We're not uh, we're not advocating violence, but we just who would you who who deserves one of those? I don't think there really is anybody unless people want to weigh in on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman.
5: Yeah, or if I mean, Can we give it to the Seahawks? I don't like them. Pete Carroll or somebody,
4: the Seahawks. It's unseemly when the Seahawks and their fans are complaining about officiating it. the game with the Packers. Oh, gosh,
5: yeah. Give me a break. That
4: was my best tweet yesterday, asking Lance Easley for comment on Pete Carroll. Now, granted, there was a phantom punch penalty, and they lost their cornerback Lane after a little dust-up with Devontae Adams on what should have been. You got to look at it. If, if we're doing a show in Seattle, that's the turning point of the game. Was the pick six that wasn't yes. Aaron Rodgers, who very seldom throws interceptions and almost never throws a pick six, did both early in the game. Nasir Jones takes it to the to the house, and two flags fly. One for Lane, kind of forearm shivering. Uh, Devonte Adams, who, and if you look at the tape, at least what I saw, it's rare that Fox doesn't have good replays, but Fox didn't really capture the essence of that little dust up. I thought Devontae Adams started it. So I think, you know, they missed that. And then maybe there could have been a penalty, but I don't think Lane deserved to be ejected. And then the penalty that brought back the pick six, the Cliff Avril blocking the back on Aaron Rodgers was pat-a-cake. That was nothing. That was not, you know, Cl- Cliff Avril said it was, um, he said it was the Jordan rules, kind of, of, Football that they protect quarterbacks and maybe that was the case, but that play ended up being huge. Seattle didn't take it to the house. They didn't get a touchdown out of it. It came off the board. And how is the game different, Armin? We talk about the butterfly effect on this program, right?
5: The ripple. Yeah.
4: How is the game different if the Packers, if, if that's a touchdown? What's the swagger like? How, how is how are things adapted? In any case, that didn't happen. Seattle fans also mad about a non-call on Jimmy Graham in the end zone on a third and three pass. Uh, where Jimmy Graham was basically mugged, but then again, who was it? Was it Quentin Rollins? Who was in front of him that he had his hands on the guy's helmet and was like pulling the guy towards him?
5: I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. And, and yeah. the, uh,
4: the, the, it was whether I have it in my notes somewhere, but my sure. notes are everywhere, uh, and it's whether the ball was catchable. It was a debate. So there's just so much to get to. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. Who would you give a game ball to for this game? Does Dom Capers get it because the defense was good? No. I think that in this case, it's probably a, uh, it's a Mike Daniels production. Mike Daniels, almost he gets the Aaron Rodgers treatment here. Who would you give a game ball to besides Mike Daniels? He was such a wrecking ball. He was such a force in the front of the line. He was throwing guys around and so disruptive that you know Clay Matthews and Nick Perry and others were, were swarming too. But it was Mike Daniels who was at the center of it. So he gets the game ball. But there are others, and who would you like to kick? We'll kick this 414 around 1920 Armin, who's on line one?
5: Cody's joining us from Madison.
4: Cody and Madison, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Cody, you've got a game ball to give out. Who are you giving it to?
3: Yeah, well, you're killing me because I was going to give one to Mike Daniels. Because well, yeah. I think finally, though, he. I hope that this year, like he's. I think he's pretty underrated. I think. I know he got paid and everything, but he's he's been a very consistent player, and I think hopefully this year with the Packers defense showing things up, that he'll actually be actually one of the top defensive tackles in the game. Um, but also, I
2: think if Randall Cobb had a bad year last year. Yeah, I wouldn't say bad. It wasn't a great year, but he had nine catches. I don't know how many yards, but I think Randall Cobb had a good game yesterday, but over Monday, the Packers defense was pretty nice, so if they can continue to you know give up ten 14 points a game or whatever with the high-power offense the Packers have, I think it'll be a pretty fun year.
4: Yep. Okay, thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll put you down, Cody, for a Randall Cobb because I think he played a pretty good game, too. He's clearly uh, ready to reestablish himself as elite. He had nine catches for 85 yards yesterday, and uh, he had 13 targets, and the next highest guy in the Packers was uh, Jordy Nelson with eight. So Randall Cobb, I think he's just sick of seeing – you know, Jordy, Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams get a bunch of ink, and he's saying, Hey, what about me? He started to come out at the end of last year, and he was a factor yesterday, no doubt about it. 414 799 1920. Who gets your game ball? Who gets a kick in the balls? I don't think there are many to give out, at least in the green and gold, but, you know, people don't like Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. They can feel free. Armin, who's online too?
5: It's Brent and Wanicky.
4: Brent and Wanicky, welcome to the Drew Olson Show.
6: Hey, guys, Drew. First off, thanks for putting this show on. Now with uh, you coming on here before uh, hell or at 2 o'clock, I'm not going to get anything done for the entire day. So we I've apologize to, to your fast.
4: employer, but we appreciate your patronage.
6: Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, you know, but game ball's got to be um, Mike Daniels. I mean, he was a man out there, like you said earlier, just throwing bodies everywhere. I think he was robbed of, uh, if not all pro status, at least a pro bowl last year. I mean, without him on that defensive line, especially in a 3-4, I don't know what we would do. Uh, as far as the officiating is concerned, when when Rogers threw the pick, he was gaining on the guy, and I looked at my buddy and said, "Oh, he's going to tackle him at like 20. And then when that guy pushed him, and they clearly show it on the replay, you know, both hands were on Rogers' back when the guy pushed him. I said to my buddy, "What the hell did he do that for?" He didn't. But Rogers would have caught him if he wouldn't have pushed him. So for Seattle to complain about that one. The guy shouldn't even have put his hands on Rodgers and let the cards fall. You know, it was kind
4: of ticky tack. If that's a wide receiver, that's not a penalty. Yeah, right. But
6: you know what? If he wouldn't have pushed him, Rogers is going to get him at like a twenty-yard line. I mean, he was completely, completely uh, closing on the guy.
4: Well, and, all right. Let, let's take a listen because uh, thank thanks for the call. Aaron Rodgers was on the Dan Patrick Show earlier and he talked about his pursuit. They talked about his tackling arm. And could we dial this up? This is from the Dan Patrick Show, uh, which airs on these here many of these here stations.
1: Yeah, I think so. You would have run him down. I, I had visions, yes,
3: of uh, Don Beebe in the Super Bowl knocking that ball out.
1: And then about the 25-yard line, I had visions of uh, popping both hamstrings. Yeah, not uh-huh. good. Not good. Uh, no. But, but, but I see, like, Andrew Luck would throw an interception, and then as soon as the ball left his hands, it almost felt like he was going to go try to tackle the guy. And I go, I, I can't imagine that any coach would say, go get that guy. So it is smart. Act like you're going to put in an effort. Turn him in. Get somebody fast to, to run him down. Full effort, I guess, is what it's called. Well, it, it's real effort, I think. It, it's definitely real effort. Um, but uh, it's just intelligent effort. You know, you go yeah. in there, you
5: try and get your hands on the ball and turn him inside. So, well, I don't know. Who knows if he would have done it. He thinks he, he says he has visions, but he also said it might have popped his hand you know. yeah. in jest. He did it address it. It, it would have been a tough play to make. But look, if we play this referee game, this officiating game, I mean, they they, they closed their eyes on a big Devonte Adams PI that was inside the red zone. Uh, yeah, I, I saw them running over. I thought over that was too, yeah. like, They looked like a PI to me. So you can go both ways, right? Yeah,
4: you don't. We don't need to get into the dissection there. And you know, all you got to do with Seattle fans to shut them down is, you know, two words: fail Mary. Exactly, you and can't that's pitch, it, right? You, you, they've lost that right. Game balls. Who, who gets one? Who gets a kick in the balls? I, you know, who didn't have a very good game to me, and I'm going to have to rewatch the game this afternoon, uh, perhaps at Stately Olson Manor. Jari Evans didn't look like the. In, in the you know, I, I don't know that he had uh, a spectacular yeah. a start.
5: I would have to look, uh, you know, with with offensive line play. You have to kind of look at the tape back over again and analyze that that guy snaps. And I'll admit, it's hard for me to analyze offensive line play if I don't know the ins and outs of the position. But you can tell when a guy's getting beat over and over again. So we'll have to look at that and see if that's going to be an issue going I don't forward.
4: Two holding penalties.
5: Yeah, that's not good. I mean, that's not good. Kyle Murphy looked okay. Yeah. We but mentioned I, that.
4: Yeah, I thought Kyle Murphy got off to a bit of a shaky start. But then again, you have to calibrate it. This is a really elite defense. This is a, one of the better defenses the Packers are going to face. I said on Twitter last night, at Drew Olson, MKE, I'll say it again. How long will it be before the Packers face a defense that good or an offensive line that bad? Yeah. We might go the entire season. And it's only week one. Overreaction Monday. Go back to the phones. 414-799-1920. Armin, who's on line three? Lucas in Pewaukee. Lucas and Pewaukee. Welcome to the Drew Olson Show.
6: Thanks, guys. Um, if Mike Daniels can't take the MVP, I
3: got to give it to Nick Barry. Um, I thought Nick Perry has been a hell of a player these uh, last year and a half, and i uh, He's finally showing up, and maybe he just took a little longer to progress, but that's fine. He's, he's showing it now, and uh, I'm liking him. And uh,
5: P.S., go Jeff Janis. That's all, guys. Thanks. All right, thanks. Had to get a Janice. He's so. going
4: with the Nick Perry. Uh, nice In job, there. Lucas. But um, Nick Perry did have a nice game, and he has been an improved player. People were ready to give up on him. Super it did impl- take some time. So maybe there's hope for Kyler Fackrell, who fell on that fumble, and it's like the first time he's done anything of significance since he got to Green Bay, really.
5: Yeah, and it's super important because Nick Perry's a guy the Packers gave a lot of money to, that they really counted on him to be you know, part of the defense with Clay Matthews' I'd say unreliability based on injury and things like that. So it's important that the guys that have been there, like you said, are showing that uh, sort of impact defensively because hopefully that's the guys yeah. behind them that can develop and be the next guy. So. We'll
4: take your game balls today. Who gets a game ball? Who do you want to give a kick in the balls to? That's uh, kind of the theme on a Packers Monday here on the Drew Olson Show, remind everybody that Tom Huddercourt is going to join the program at one thirty to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers and the awesome weekend that they had. And then Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver Antonio Freeman is here. The season debut, Armin, you get fined again for that
5: in the uh, jar. In, in the jar,
4: jar. Armin's email notification. The um, well, Antonio Freeman is going to talk break down the Packers' victory. The end zone with Antonio Freeman is uh, always fun. He always brings the energy. Looking forward to talking to Free. He was at the game yesterday, and we can't wait to talk to Free on the end zone with Antonio Freeman. That comes up at 2 o'clock. You're listening to The Drew Olsen Show, streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio. King. still basking in the glow of a great sports weekend in Wisconsin. Drew Olson, Sari, and bringing it to you from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex, the Star Satellite Studios. We put the satellite in the Star Satellite Studios every day. Tom Hodgacourt's a star. He's going to join us 10, 12 minutes from now. Antonio Freeman, Packers Hall of Fame wide receiver. The end zone with Antonio Freeman is coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll continue to take your game balls. Who gets a game ball? I know it's going to be Mike Daniels. Who else? from the Packers' 17-9 victory stood out to you. Was it Randall Cobb? Was it Justin Vogel, the punter, who was much maligned during the preseason? Was it, um, w- would you say, Morgan Burnett had a pretty good game in the Nitro package? Was it Kyle Murphy? We've got some mention for Randall Cobb. You can get him to us, 414-799-1920. Email the program. The Arrow Appraisals inbox is Drew at big 920com Twitter, at Drew Olson, MKE, at Drew Olson Show, At Armen Sarin, conventional Armenian spelling, A-R-M-E-N-S-A-R-Y-A-N. And you can also hit our new Facebook page, The Drew Olson Show. Plenty of ways to get a hold of us here on the program. This is the time of the day, however, that we catch you up. Because you're driving, you're working, you're shuffling the Penske file, you're doing what you do. All you smart, good-looking people in southeastern Wisconsin and beyond who listen to this program, uh, you're working. It's hard to keep track of what's happening right now.
2: Now, sir, everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? We passed that. When? Just now. Where? It now, now. Go back to then. When? Now, now, now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now?
1: Soon. What's happening now is brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds on Seventy Sixth and Leighton in Greenfield and Green Tree in Port Road in Glendale. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Boom. Love the boom. I
4: love it when he lowers the boom. What's happening now in stories that we have to follow, but we'd rather not the intersection of courtrooms and sports. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott rushed for 104 yards last night as the Cowboys beat the Giants. I predicted that one in our picking contest. Men's hair house a cut above. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, But the NFL today filed an appeal. of The preliminary injunction granted last Friday, which allowed Elliott to continue playing. While appealing his six-game suspension. (sighs) It's getting messy. The the league just, they want him out, and they want to do it this year, even though he's already started playing. Um, If the 5th District Court upholds the NFL's appeal, Elliott will be forced to start serving the suspension immediately. However, they have a history of not making rulings for weeks, if not months. This could drag on Armin all the way into January.
5: It's another mess. It's another mess of bureaucracy and red tape and all that stuff. So we'll see what happens. All the stuff we don't like. Yeah.
4: Speaking of, a lot of people don't like uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp on Fox Sports. Of course, of course. You might like Shannon Sharp more now because he just said that, uh, you know, he's kind of the, they do this kind of good cop, bad cop. Skip Bayless doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Shannon Sharp said this morning on Fox Sports One. Quote, Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football in the
5: history of the game. Okay, the eye test makes it very hard to dispute that. I, I say stuff like that, and people call me a homer, so I'm glad he's saying it. I don't uh, know who else is better. I mean, guys have strong arms, but who throws with the accuracy, the pace, you know, it's, it's on uh, the run?
4: Yeah, some of the throws yesterday that he threaded the needle, the touchdown to Nelson was amazing. Some of. The, he's really good, no doubt about it. Now, that pick six and the tackle, we'll talk more about that as we move forward. I can't wait to get Free's thoughts on that, whether Free and the the receivers would give uh, Aaron a tough time because they can't really chase that guy down. When you're 25 yards downfield, you got no chance, but we'll we'll ask Antonio about that, the end zone with Antonio Freeman coming up at 2 o'clock. Now, what's happening now? Here's a shocker for you. If you watched Oklahoma beat Ohio State on Saturday night, I know a lot of people who hate the Buckeyes were reveling in that result. They loved it. 31-16, a convincing throttling by the Sooners, who were getting no respect. Nobody picked them to win. ESPN game day was there, building the hype and everything. And they took it to them. Took them to the woodshed. Baker Mayfield leading the way, 27-35, to 386 yards, three touchdowns. One of the biggest victories for the Sooners in a long time.
5: And the, one of the biggest losses for Ohio State at home for a long time. No
4: question. And so what made news was when Baker Mayfield took a victory lap with the OU flag, ran to the 50-yard line of the horseshoe. And then, I don't know what his major is. I don't know what his GPA is, but he tried to plant it in yeah. the field turf.
5: He's not a horticulture major.
4: No. You can't he's not stake an economist. He tried to plant it in the field turf. But, as of today, he's apologized.
5: Oh, come on. Why? Quote, I don't like I that. I didn't
4: mean it for it to be disrespectful to any Ohio State people at all, especially the team or the players, because they're a great team and a great program. It was an emotional game. I knew that it was going to have a lot of implications on the playoffs I got caught up in an emotional win yeah it should have been something I did in the locker room so I apologize for doing it in the middle of the field
5: I wish for once somebody would throw shade not back off of it and have to apologize and say I'm sorry it was cool it's a rivalry it's beef it's sports I mean wasn't really that bad I don't know I don't know. I mean, like I said, the Badgers chop the Vax. Badgers.
4: The, the Badgers chop the goalpost down with the Bunyan axe. Good. Paul Bunyan axe after the Minnesota game. And it is cool. And Minnesota would love to do it if they had ever beat Wisconsin, but they can't seem well, to. Well,
5: no, exactly.
4: But if this was like Michigan and they did something like this, it would be a tad over the line.
5: Yeah, because they have a long, yeah. uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're not traditional rivals, Oklahoma and uh, no, Ohio State. No.
4: So and to the fact that it's just this one game, I didn't have a huge problem with it. And I don't have a problem with the kids' apology. Armin, I'm a little bit more accepting than you. I just say, okay, we'll, it's fine. we'll move on.
5: I, I remember you, when, uh, if,
4: there's a lot of stuff you can be outraged about in this world. Well, I mean, no, It's I'm kind not. of the national pastime to be yeah. outraged. I'm not going to get fired up about Baker Mayfield and a flag, other than I want to know what's going on with Oklahoma and their academics that he tried to plant that flag several times in the field turf.
5: Well, maybe it's more symbolic. I mean you can't chop. Might have been. You can't chop the goalposts down with that it axe either. It just looked
4: dumb. It just <laughs> I mean, looked dumb. You know who really needs to celebrate? The freaking Cleveland Indians.
5: Oh, they won't lose anymore.
4: 18 in a row. Is this getting enough coverage that they've won eighteen in a row? They swept the Orioles. They absolutely can't lose. 18 games well, in a row. Now, the uh the the world the world, the major league record is the nineteen thirty five Cubs won twenty one in a row.
5: I think the American League record was the A's from the Moneyball A's. The
4: Moneyball A's won twenty. And that was spectacular. How many more games can they do? I mean, it's like they never lose. It's unbelievable. What's
5: more amazing to me is we spent all five months, the last five months, talking about how the Dodgers are one of the best teams of all time. Yeah, and now the Indians have the better record than them. That's true. So it's just it's amazing how the things Indians change. Are,
4: yeah, the Indians have done better, and the, the Dodgers have lost fourteen to fifteen. They're not doing the Brewers any favors, losing games. No, against Colorado.
5: TJB, that's just baseball, right? Definitely,
4: definitely. All right, there was a little bit of a NASCAR uh, <clears throat> snafu. I know the racing roundup will air uh, tomorrow night here. It will, uh, in, in on these here stations, and um, they had an ambulance on the track. By accident. It wasn't by accident. And it caused race? an accident. <laughs> no, an ambulance ran oh. out of the racetrack while action was underway. It was a mistake. Uh, Scott Miller, who's NASCAR Senior Vice President of, of Competition, said that the driver ignored calls to not come on the track. Then, when he realized his mistake, he stopped at the entrance to Pitt Road, causing drivers to kind of oh, drive no. around him, no. including Wisconsin's own Matt Kenseth, who was involved in an accordion like wreck because of the ambulance and was knocked out of the race.
5: I mean, how could that happen? I mean, I understand. It's this NASCAR. You know, I, like, I'm not throwing shade at Slinger. This is one of the great local tracks. But I could see yeah. that happening, like, at a local track where the communication's not as advanced, maybe. And there's, you know, yeah. some... The, uh, it's, the, it's the driver crazy.
4: went rogue, yeah. and it was uh, not good. And then finally, you know, we like... We give out game balls here, and we occasionally have piping hot takes. And we like good, cogent sports analysis. It's kind of the backbone of what we do, in addition to other things. I watched a lot of the pregame shows, I a lot of postgame coverage, local and national, and um, nobody did it better, in my opinion, than Alexi Lalas and soccer. Now, I know people, some people poo-poo soccer. I don't. I have an appreciation. It was the first sport that I covered as a college journalist. My daughter played for many years. I like it. I'm trying to think of a Premier League team to adopt so I can go to games because right now I like everybody and I just like watching good games. It's
5: the world's game, though. I mean, it's a great game. It is. Yeah.
4: But the U.S. men's national team has been disappointing. With
0: Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about
5: anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are
1: gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: And Alexi Lalas, in this short but sweet diatribe, he named names, Armin. I know you like that.
5: He named names. He named
4: names. Let's take a listen to what Alexi Lalas said about the U.S. men's national team.
2: Tim Howard. Tim. The Belgium game ended three years ago. We need you to save the ball now. Jeff Cameron, clean it up or let's get someone who will. Clint Dempsey, yeah, you're a national team legend. Now we need you to be a national team leader. Michael Bradley, the U.S. does not need you to be Zen. The U.S. needs you to play better. Josie Altador, is this really as good as it gets? Because it's still not good enough. Bruce Arena, Bruce, Jurgen Klinsman lost at home to Mexico. You lost at home to Costa Rica. This is now all on you not jurgen oh and by the way to all the guys that i didn't mention it because you don't even warrant to mention and that includes you too wonder boy so what are you guys gonna do are you gonna continue to be a bunch of soft underperforming tattooed millionaires you are a soccer generation that has been given everything you are a soccer generation who's on the verge of squandering everything so now it's time to pay it back make us believe again if you don't owe it to yourselves you owe it to us and get off my lawn
5: that's my favorite part. When he says, You owe it to us. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: If, if if you could see that in every,
4: you know, all these idiot talking heads, 15 people on sure. the panel and stuff, if people would bring it like that, oh my goodness. You know, Alexi Lawless is my new idol just for that
5: take. I watched some soccer. I'm not as an expert as maybe like a Jimmy, our buddy Jimmy Carlton. He might give us some. Oh, more yeah. Info. On
4: Milwaukee.com sports editor, Jimmy Carlton's a big soccer guy. Played. So yeah. is
5: it warranted? How much isn't? You know, I know he says was, Costa Rica, they're actually very good. The yeah. Tico's are very good. But we all think the U.S. should be better, right? We have Absolutely. a whole country of players to make up here. Everybody's brought their kids to soccer, the soccer moms, the soccer generation. I mean, they, they are a little was, disappointing. So I like that. I go, Lexi. That right. was
4: just fantastic. I want to see somebody take that on. Somebody with street cred, uh, you know, go ahead and lay it out like that. Do it after a Packers game. I would tune in. Antonio Freeman. Maybe he'll do that. The end zone with Antonio Freeman is coming up in about a half hour. Tom Hodricourt of the Journal Sentinel is going to join us. He's one of the best in the business when it comes to breaking down the Brewers. He was at Wrigley Field yesterday, and he had a celebrity encounter. That's right. Tom Hodricourt, a Wisconsin celebrity, had a celebrity encounter. We'll talk to the Prince of Darkness next. The Drew Olson Show streaming live on the iHeartRadio app.
1: To talk Brewers baseball with the Dean of the Miller Park Press Box, the Journal Sentinels, Tom Hardecourt. Brought to you by Bobcat Plus in Butler, Appleton, Pere, and Chippewa Falls. Tom is also brought to you by Left's Lucky Town, 72nd and State Street in Wawatosa. As part of Victory Monday, Brewers
4: and the Cubs, a sweep. Let's hope they didn't leave in sweepsuits. Oh, that's right. They were wearing Packers sweatshirts when they left. We welcome Tom Haudricourt. Tom, welcome to the show. First of all, how shocked were you to see all those Brewers guys wearing Packers hoodies?
3: Well, I asked them if the uh, Packers uh, staff was going to be wearing Brewers stuff, and they had no answer.
4: I saw on Twitter that the, the Packers tweeted and, and wished the Brewers good luck. Now go ahead and finish the, that sweep. And that was the first time I've ever heard the Packers even acknowledge that the Brewers exist. <laughs> I've been going to games there. They never show a score, a highlight, nothing. So maybe yeah, there's wonder, a thaw.
3: Yeah, I wondered if on their broadcast uh, they mentioned that the Brewers swept the Cubs. Do you have any idea they did?
4: I don't know. Maybe the radio guys, it's certainly not Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, but that was uh, it was a big day in the state, and I talked to a lot of people that were kind of doing the – the picture in picture or the multi tv setup to see what the brewers were going to do yesterday to see if they could finish it tom how surprised are you that the brewers were able to sweep this considering what happened in cincinnati leading up to it and then considering that jimmy nelson got hurt and you would think everybody would have been kind of deflated after that happened friday night
3: yeah that was that's what made the sweep uh, even more impressive was the fact that they got some really bad news friday night actually kind of i think saturday morning once the test came back and the jimmy nelson was going to be out for the remainder of the season, and they didn't miss a beat. They went out that day and won 15-2, so they weren't exactly devastated. And then, you know, Zach Davies, who's just been so good most of the year, went out and pitched a gem on Sunday. So the Cubs, who had um, scored the most runs of any team in the major league since the All-Star break, scored three runs. You see that coming?
4: No, Brewers outscored them 20-3. What kind of bizarro world are we in that the Packers are now a defensive juggernaut and the Brewers are a pitching machine?
3: And the Dodgers can't win.
4: That too. <laughs> and the Indians can't <laughs> lose.
3: The Indians can't lose. <laughs> Cleveland can't lose.
4: Wrap your brain around that sentence for a minute. I know. What would Harry Doyle
3: have to say about that?
4: Unbelievable. So the Brewers sit here 75-68, and 68, two games out in the division, three games out in the wild card because Colorado's kept winning and the Dodgers have kept losing. So, where are we at Tom with 19 games to play? What what do you, what is your characterization of where the Brewers are?
3: Well, this is I think this is a really big series um three in the next three games against Pittsburgh and here's why. They're obviously not going to have the same adrenaline they had in that Cubs series But, you know, um Tra- Travis Shaw called that uh their last stand. So, you know, some moron wrote in the paper Friday morning that it was sweep Boss. <laughs> I can try to gotta remember who that was. Um, but the players knew it, too. So now you have to avoid the letdown. And also, you know, they're pitching in this series. They, they already had named Suter to fill in for Garza on Tuesday. But, you know, we don't know who's going to pitch on Wednesday. You know, would they dare... To attempt your wrath and give Garza another outing that day um oh you can't we haven't seen you know they haven't told us today about any call-ups uh from Colorado Springs whose season ended yesterday but we figured a couple of pitchers might come up who, who could figure in uh in that spot on Wednesday like maybe Taylor Youngman or Aaron Wilkerson although he would have to be added to the 40 man so still gotta wait on that but um you know, there's two spots now um, uncertain in the rotation. Although Suter did a nice job filling in for Chase Anderson before his shoulder started barking and he went on the DL. So we'll see because they've been winning on pitching, except for that game Saturday. They're yeah. still winning on pitching. You know, they, they won two of those games scoring two and three runs.
4: Which is amazing. They just seem to have the Cubs number these last couple of series. We're talking to Tom Hardcourt of the Journal Sentinel here on the Drew Wilson Show. Armin Sarian is here as well.
5: Tom, they wouldn't try somebody on a short rest, would they, this early in They incident. might. Yeah. They might. They took Chase
3: Anderson out of the game Saturday, but basically because they were so far ahead, like 12 runs when they made that move, and they just thought it was a good time to, you know, give him a little bit of a rest. But then when they thought about it later, they realized that also set him up for maybe coming back short because he threw 67 pitches. The thing about that is, you, you know, you got to get four more starts out of these guys. Um, do you want to pinch him now? You do have that off day coming up on Thursday, and so um, you know you can get him back to regular rest or even an extra day of rest. This is this is uh, you know going to be the daily theme now, except for the days when Anderson. And Davies' pitch, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think yeah. Woodruff will take. I think Woodruff will take regular turns, and he's been pretty good. But they, they're in scramble mode with their rotation now, so this will be a good time for the offense to pick up the pace.
4: I don't care how desperate it gets; they can't give Garza the ball again because our buddy Thunder, also known as Mitch Nellis, will need to be sedated because he's still crazy about the Sean Markham uh episode from the playoffs oh, a couple yeah. years ago he still talks and about he's still, it. he still his thing is like why did they give guards the ball in cincinnati just think how great the the shape they'd be in if they didn't lose in cincinnati and that's what i try to tell baseball fans tom about pulling back it's like yes the Bruce swept the cubs and that's great they need to head to head but let's All just right. say they had gone you know let's say they'd, they they were three and three in these six games but let's just say they had you know one two and against cincinnati and lost two against the cubs now Obviously, the head-to-head would be different, and they're running out of time to do that, yeah. but it's where you get
3: at the end that matters. Yep, we talk all the time about the path you take is what makes people crazy, right? Not, yeah, like, not well... Where, not where you are. Losing
4: to the Pirates. Now, the Brewers are 5-8 and eight against Pittsburgh this year, and then there's a lot of things you can go back. A lot of people think that if the Brewers miss the wild card or they miss the division, they're going to look back and say, oh, that series in Cincinnati killed us. Well, they're 5-8 and eight against Pittsburgh this year.
3: Right. Yeah, and and they, and and you know, a lot of people have it in their minds that they play good against the good teams and bad against the bad teams, and there's a little bit of merit to that, though not a lot. But um, they did go six and three at Wrigley this year, so it seemed like the Cubs really got their attention with some early perceived slights that they uh, threw the Brewers away.
4: Well, yeah, um, with the scheduling the game on Friday night, Ryan Braun had an answer for that. <laughs> Number yeah, three hundred. Exactly.
3: Yeah, they got swept. At least they were better rested while they got swept. That's um, true. So um, maybe they needed less sleep. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. All I know is with nineteen games left, there you cannot. There's no games you cannot take off a game now. You know they. No. They can't come out flat like they did in Cincinnati, and you know they still have another series with them too. So um, it's uh, but, it's just. Like like Craig Council says, every night, go ahead and ask me, "Is this the biggest game of the year?" And every night I'm going to say, "Yes, it is." It, <laughs> we've we've
4: reached that point now. All right, so when you pull back again, uh, the Brewers are seventy-five and sixty-eight. Last year they were seventy-three and eighty-nine. Right now they're two games behind in the division. Last year they finished thirty games behind in the division. Yeah. they there are three wow. games behind in the wild card. Last year there were fourteen games out of the wild card. Now, granted, the Cubs had a great year last year, but it's market improvement. There is a house money element to it, but that's not going to appease anybody who wants to go all in and, and see them, you know, seize this thing. Or at least, to me, victory comes if those games, when the Cubs come to town in 10 days, if those games are meaningful and have juice, it's going to be awesome.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh and I I'm pretty, I want to say this weekend, the Cubs and the Cardinals play each other, and I think they might have well, two series left.
5: Fun, funny fellas. you say
4: that. Yes, they do. Buster only tweeted earlier today that the Brewers actually have a favorable schedule because of that. And that spins me into, Tom, it sounds trite because of what people in Florida are dealing with, but where are the Brewers going to play this weekend?
3: Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, right now, I don't think anybody knows. I saw Miami, and again, and again we're not equating baseball with tragedy, so... We're just talking about, the, you know, what might happen with the series. We're not saying it's more important than people's lives or property or anything like that. Um, but um, they do have to figure it out, and I was told they have to figure it out by tomorrow, um, they just because if they're going to go somewhere else, and it won't be Milwaukee. Just get that out of your heads right now. They're not going to – well, that would certainly be breaking with practice sort of everything else they've done on neutral sites. If they made, how fast do you think the Cubs would call the M O B office if Miami isn't familiar? Oh yeah!
4: Oh exactly, yeah. exactly.
3: Yeah. So um. Uh, I was told like Arizona might be a possibility because they have the dome. They really want to send you to a dome because they can't have those games back yeah. wherever they send you. You know?
4: Yeah, I thought I thought, so, uh, I, I thought uh, Comiskey because so, the Cubs are home this weekend, Comiskey. But that you know, you,
3: you'd have a hard time selling that as neutral for the Brewers. Though, well, yeah, you know? the Cubs
4: played in Milwaukee against Houston. and Houston's still pissed about it. You're right. So
3: yeah, it's, yeah. it's not neutral you're right. when you're when the stands are packed with your fans. No. <laughs> so although nobody comes to see Miami play anyway, so. That's true. Be Atlanta.
4: Uh, I mean, they might be dealing with some stuff too. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Or Arizona. Yeah, Arizona would be
3: good. And I just, you know, like I said, they—they they have. I think they have to know how to mark. Cause you got to put it together. But um, you know, above and beyond the ballpark, I—I I, I saw um a some live footage of the area around the hotel I'm supposed to be staying in, and it didn't look very good. I, it looked to me like there was an ocean uh, view in the room.
4: I'm gonna you guess know. you're not going to uh i'm gonna guess you're not going to miami you'll be going somewhere else
3: yeah i know they like to get people back to normal but man it's going to be tough yeah it's just going to be tough isn't
4: it it's going to be tough a lot can happen between now and then but uh we'll keep abreast of it tom thanks for joining us today we appreciate it we will chat with you again on wednesday and in between we'll listen to you on the mike heller show
3: all right, you guys have a good one.
4: All right, Tom Hardecourt of the Journal Center. Follow him on Hardecourt. He's our go to guy for all things Brewers. Tomorrow, we'll talk to Bill Schroeder of Fox Sports Wisconsin, our Tuesday guy, Tuesdays with Rock. Antonio Freeman, Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame wide receivers, coming up the end zone with Antonio Freeman t- kicks off at uh, 2 o'clock. You're listening to The Drew Olson Show Worldwide on the iHeartRadio.
6: Uh,
1: Rolling along on a
4: Victory Monday edition of the Drew Olson Show from the Star Satellite Studios, the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. I forgot. You know, we talked about the Badgers beating Florida Atlantic, Brewers sweeping the Cubs, Packers winning their opener against the Seahawks. I won my opening game in the League of Indifference over producer Scott Kirst. Oh, congratulations. From uh, News Talk 1130 WISN and the, the Garbedian on Golf program here in Milwaukee and in Madison. Um, The League of Indifference, for those of you who weren't around when we started this, we got some of our on-air personalities and hangers on to be in a fantasy (laughs) league. And there's only one rule. We did an auto-draft right before the first game on Thursday night last week. And the only rule is there are no transactions allowed. The lineup that you have, your starting lineup uh, that you were assigned, is your starting lineup for the entire season. Bye-week? Tough bleep. Injury, tough bleep. Suspension, Out. Out. tough bleep. And we're going to see who wins and what it looks like because I know that I'm too busy to be worrying and jacking around with fantasy rosters and stuff. I haven't done one in earnest in a couple years. But we're just it's the League of Indifference. And John Audius from the Mike Heller Show and from uh, the rundown with John Oddius in Madison, he signed on he said, okay, as long as I don't have to do anything. He I confirmed. said, that's the point. You can't do anything. It's against the rules. But I won my first game. So that would mean I'm in first place. He confirmed. He liked place. it.
5: Uh, I love that John had to confirm that. But, yeah, it was, you basically did a better job at not caring than the other guy, yeah, right? exactly. And as the so, year goes on, it's going to be just carnage. And then we'll It's going to be great. Yeah, out. it's
4: going to be. We might have a playoff game. I think we're going to put everybody in the playoffs. We might have a playoff game where it's just like my defense and a kicker yeah, against. Yeah, that's it. Because the guys will
5: be injured it. and yeah. by the time it's over.
4: It's going to be awesome. So the awesome. League of Indifference pretty will br- keep you apprised of the standings there.
5: It's a pretty brilliant idea, though.
4: Yeah, we get it. we get them once in a while. All right, some quick wrap ups from the weekend because the end zone with Antonio Freeman kicks off at three o'clock. Mike Daniels is an absolute beast. The Packers defensive lineman dominated yesterday, and game. he's the guy that got most of the game balls. Although people are starting to tweet them in, and Nick tweeted at Rules and MKE. Daniels was a bully taking their lunch. Perry dominated too. Add a boy to uh, Kyle Murphy for not wetting the bed. And then since we give game balls and kicks in the balls, kick the crowd. Who does the wave when the Packers are on offense? Yeah,
5: I heard about that. I, I, kinda, I, I saw a little bit, but I guess I didn't notice it. But I, that was shocking to me. I said, "What is wrong with you people?" I, you know what? I, I feel like the Lambeau crowds have gotten more terse and you know more. I don't know yep. Sunday. You know Sunday mimosa crowd than they did. The, I mean, twenty years ago, people were hungry, just just salivating for action. I mean, yeah. Lambeau crowds were special and intense. And smart, uh, they, educated, and they still are, I think. But uh, that's they not put a good on the look.
4: scoreboard like to be quiet. Offense at work and stuff, but they just uh, didn't get it. Uh, Rhino tweeted at us: crowd now. "I'm kicking Trevor Davis. Fair catches a punt return inside the five, but then let's let's one bounce at the thirty. Not smart by Davis. Yeah, he didn't have
5: a great day. No, he has work to do, but I don't know. I'm still confident he can um, be, he can become a good a good player back there. A factor a positive factor. Uh, Rhino went on again.
4: to say, and this is another common common one: a, a kick to the nards for Coach Mike McCarthy." Timeouts at the end of the first half were atrocious. Seattle was willing to end the half, and McCarthy gifted them three points because he was trying to get the ball back.
5: Hmm. Sort of. I, I go both ways on that. It might, that. That move might have paid off for the Packers big time. Yeah. I mean, if they stopped them on third down in a running play, which they should have. The Seahawks yeah. were just giving it away. They would have had you know thirty yards to go in field goal range. About Aaron can do that.
4: Our so. buddy grouchy guy Craig tweeted at us: "Game ball to Fox for the new graphics
5: package. Oh, I hate it. Clean.
4: You didn't like it. No I liked way." It. Also to the cornerback's horrible last year, positive today, he gives a kick in the balls to Martellus Bennett. He says, hmm. "Put your fist down, and you can't go after another player like that at that point of the game."
5: Oh, so he didn't like the, uh, the his version of protest, and uh, I guess it could have been yeah. a, a costly penalty. But as long as Martellus knew we already that the Packers were to get the first down, that's the important yep. thing.
4: Teddy tweets at us uh, at Drew Olson show. Um, game ball Morgan Burnett for his work in the nitro kicking the balls. Coach McCarthy timeouts. Just go to half already.
5: I don't know. I, I don't think it was bad. Uh, if I you thought tr- it was bad. If you trust your. It team didn't there. work. That's for sure. Well, that's for sure. Cost but
4: him. uh Jenna. I think it's a movie. Make Jenna uh, via Twitter. Kudos to the punter Justin Vogel and the secondary didn't suck. Game ball to Randall Cobb.
5: Yeah, he had a big game. Chip on his shoulder. Randall no Cobb. doubt about yeah, it.
4: No doubt about it. All right. So those are some takeaways. Other uh, quickies. Uh, The Brewers had a great weekend. They're still a long shot. Packers had a great weekend. They're still a Super Bowl contender until further notice. Also, a a, a takeaway from the weekend, there's going to come a time when Packers fans are going to cringe every time they see a Steelers highlight and TJ Watt makes a play.
5: Yeah, he had a good game.
4: They could have had him. They traded down. Kevin King, Vince Beagle, I don't think it's going to match up to what T.J. Watt's going to do. Two sacks and a pick in his first game. He looks like a
5: beast. All right, but I I did see someone coming back and saying one of the sacks, he kind of walked into it.
4: It's a a, sack, And the pick
5: was right to him. Uh, Yeah. uh,
4: Clay Matthews could walk into one. Clay Matthews had two tackles yesterday, and that was about it.
5: Yeah. I mean, that's true. You can't start breaking down everyone and giving credit away from a sack. A sack's a sack. A pick is a pick. So, we'll see. I mean, he has the bloodlines. We'll see if he can continue it. It's only been one game.
4: Yeah. Yeah, you can't take them off the board. And then, um, quickly again, the Badgers were an uneven performance. Still some kinks to be ironed out. I still think that they're going to be a good team, but it um, there wasn't a lot of flow to their game either. Hornibrook looked off. they got to get it together. I still think that they're better than BYU, but the test will be uh, coming up. Yeah. BYU game,
5: 2.30 start on Saturday. Jonathan Taylor looks like a great uh, future star, though, for the Badgers. He
4: certainly does he definitely does absolutely alright so the end zone with Antonio Freeman is coming up we will continue to take your thoughts on the Packers 17-9 winners next week we got that night game Armin sure in Atlanta we'll talk about that with Antonio Freeman as well uh, the Packers playing a couple of uh, strong contenders right out of the shoot we said that a split would be good now is the time to get greedy and go for 2-0 and 0?
5: why not you got to they got the split taken care of it definitely could go for it
4: yeah why not Brewers against the Pirates tonight at Miller Park. We're going to be at that game in a suite. We we'll have plenty to talk about it with Ooh, t- tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody, especially in the Madison area. We'll do it again tomorrow. Stay tuned for the end zone with Antonio Freeman up next.
1: Broadcasting live from the Star Satellite Studio.
4: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get
0: lucky just about anywhere.